Hey friends, I'm super excited for today's episode. We have a new friend, Claire Davey, who's joining us. And Claire is going to enlighten us on a few things, like what is spiritual transformation? What did her spiritual transformation look like? How did she break through the trauma and abuse that she experienced as a child and in her younger days to be the woman that she is today. Friends, this is such a good episode. It is impactful, practical, and you will leave fired up. I'm so excited to share this with you. I can't wait. So let's just dig in. The Abundant Woman Podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I have my new friend, Claire Davey, here with us, and we have a great topic to talk about. But first, let me introduce you. Claire Davey is the founder of The Reconstructed Woman, where she helps women unlock the doors to breakthrough, healing after trauma, and spiritual transformation. She is a prophetic evangelist speaker, spiritual strategist, counselor, life and marriage coach, podcast host, and new author. Her book is called The Reconstructed Woman, Three Transformational Tools to Build a Beautiful Life After Trauma. And it is coming soon in December of 22. That is a great bio. Congratulations and welcome. So excited. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So today we are talking about spiritual transformation and we are going to dig straight in because I have a feeling this is going to be so good and we need all the time. (laughs) So tell me, Claire, what is spiritual transformation? Wow. Do we have a week? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I believe that spiritual transformation, um, is when we yield, obviously first our spirits to Jesus, right? So he says that we um, are a new creation in Christ and that when we come to know him, we are being built into a spiritual house, right? And we know our spirits are saved, but I would like to define it by my definition. I'll go a little further and say um, that while the spirit is, is saved and it transforms, I believe the spirit, you know, immediately transforms. And that is what we have the promise of grace, right? Through faith and not anything that we do. But what I like to help women with is transform their souls. And so the areas in the soul, Jesus wants to live in all of us. And so I like to define spiritual transformation as really every part of us consuming, um, Jesus and inviting Jesus into every part of our soul, our mind, our body. So we can get out of the way. He can shine through us and we can transform more and more into the image of Christ. We can't transform more and more into the image of Christ. If he doesn't 
have permission to be in every part, but our spirit. And so that's one of the things that I do with the reconstructed woman. I'm super passionate about is just the full transformation, the, the total transformation, not just a part, a part of it, you know? Yeah. How that's so good. That'll preach girl. That he <laughs> wants every part of his life, of his daughters. He wants all of yeah. us, just not the super safe pieces, right? Not just the pieces yeah. that look really put together, but mm. all of us. That's so good. What yeah. is there a part of your story where you have dealt with transformation and what did that sort of look like? Yeah. So I grew up in a family where, um, there was a lot of abuse and dysfunction, but at the same time, they were Christian and they believed in the Lord and they had the Bible out and they took us to church. And, you know, I don't think my dad got saved until 10, but basically I grew up, you know, baptized at nine in church, love, loving the Lord. And then, um, really, you know, went to a Christian college and, um, I I was really angry during my teen years and walked away from the Lord because of the level of abuse that was going on. So I was like, okay, like you're not real. Or if you are, you're crazy. And I don't want any part of you, um, that Jesus. So basically I kind of forged ahead, um, got married, had kids, got my master's in school counseling. And I was a Bible believing church attending Christian. I mean, if you'd asked me, I love the Lord. I shared my experiences with people. Um, and I, if you would have asked me, I would have said I was a very strong Christian, but the problem was, was all those areas in the soul that where I had been abused sexually, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and had levels of dysfunction and chaos in my childhood, all the trauma, it had never been dealt with. And I had never let Jesus confront the areas in my heart that were hardened and ugly and all the things. And so I ended up having a mental breakdown at 27. I was working, this was almost 11 years ago, as a school counselor, working with kids who were abused. And I the memory started coming back that I had suppressed and repressed. And I literally broke and I was like, where are you, Jesus? Because I'm losing my mind. And here I am, this Christian, like literally had just been praying about the fear of the Lord in, in my devotional time with him the week before. So when I broke, I um, spent three days getting violently sick, like ill, lost 17 pounds because of the level of the trauma. Um, but when I tell you that Jesus walked in the room, he walked in the room and his holiness was so evident to me that my face hit the floor. And if you've ever heard anyone that's had this type of encounter and experience where they've seen God in this way, you cannot look at him because he is so holy. And all I started to do was start to confess because I was taught that Jesus died for my sins and it's all under the blood and it's all forgiven. And I, and here I am standing before Jesus and all of this sin is coming up. And so while he began to pull out the darkness and the bitterness and the hate and the self-hate and the rejection and all the layers of sin, he then started pouring in his spirit. And the first thing he showed me was that was not me you know, he, he highlighted the abusers in my life. He hided the, highlighted the hypocrites in my life and said, that is not the Jesus that I am. And, um, I just, 
I radically transformed in three days. I was baptized in the spirit. At that point, I didn't know too much about it, but I had no other choice to believe it because all of a sudden I'm speaking in tongues. And so there goes whatever doctrine that argues that right out the window. I went through a demonic deliverance and there goes that doctrine because demons of lust and pride and the spirit of Jezebel were literally talking out of me. And I was petrified, like, what the heck is happening? Um, and the woman that I was with was very close with the Lord. And she just said, Jesus is setting you free. Jesus is setting you free. And so after three days of reliving pain and past and horrible, horrible levels of abuse, I encountered him. This it was a Saturday night and I felt his presence again, come in like a wind. And I saw him and I got down, my face got down and I saw him carrying me. And I was about like the age of maybe somewhere between five and eight. And he said, I'm carrying your soul out of hell. And I thought, this is interesting because I thought I was saved. Why is my soul in hell? I, I didn't get it, but I fell asleep for the first night and I had peace. And so the next morning I woke up and I had no voice. I could not talk because of the screaming, the terror, the demons, the pain, everything. But all of a sudden he came in like a flood and the spirit of God just came in like like a wind again. And I started singing. <laughs> I'm like, well, now I'm really losing it because I have no voice, but yet I can sing. And I'm looking at her going, and then I'm going, Yeshua. I mean, I had no voice to talk, but I could sing. And what the Holy Spirit was doing was he was writing who he was on my soul. And he was saying, I am your father. You are my daughter. I am in love with you. You know, I, you are beautiful. I, I hated myself from being abused. I, I didn't feel beautiful. I felt ugly. I had self-hate. You know, he was writing everything he was and everything I was to him through me, through my own mouth and song and voice. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, I how do you not transform after that? So I ended up going home and I saw the level of sin that I had been in and the level of bondage that I had been in the level of darkness the way that I was to my husband it was truly like the scales came off like a like a the road to Damascus like it was that type of situation where I saw things completely different and all my spiritual gifts unlocked and I started seeing <laughs> Oh my gosh, a lot. I actually started seeing myself speaking and started seeing myself signing books. And I thought, I'm a guidance counselor. What am I seeing? I'd never had a vision, never had a, anything like that. And so I stayed home for 10 years. I went back to work. He told me to leave. He ended up blessing me. I stayed home for seven years, like to heal and had another child in the meantime. And I went after the Lord in a very, very deep way where I almost, my best friend, she's so worldly. She's, she knows every news article, TikTok, everything. And she's like, I, you live under a rock, Claire. You don't know who this is. And I'm like, no, I literally was so broken and fragmented that I only could just be with Jesus. And I only wanted to be with just Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I launched the reconstructed woman. I was going to go back to get my private, you know, counseling degree. And I launched that in 2018. He said, you are an evangelist and your mantle is evangelism. I want you to start a blog. You're not going back. And I'm like, okay. 
and he just changed my life. He just changed my life. And he taught me so many things in that period that I put all of that into the reconstructed woman and was like, your will be done, not mine. And he's just so beautiful. And so transformation, that was my, my milestone of radical transformation. Yeah. What a story. I, 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 yes. And amen. (laughs) I love that from the sounds of it, that he was still gentle in the process, right? That you didn't know that you were carrying all this bondage and these Jezebels and all the things, and he didn't rip it out of you. He, you surrendered and he took that from you. And then he showed, he filled, like you said, with himself, like how, thank you, God, how good are you? I love, I love that. It makes me cry. It's like, I can't, I can't not think about it. It's I, I'm getting further and further from, you know, it's been 11 years and I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful because I would have died. The level of trauma was so awful and he was just there and loving me. And the, the love that he wrapped me in was Yes. It was like this burning holiness, but yet like this love that didn't consume me, you know, and, and the grace. And so I'm just sold out to him and I love him. And I'm like, whatever you want, Lord. And it's, it's been really hard, um, to, to surrender to that type of level because I've, I've given up a lot just to, to be transparent. Um, and I've lost a lot, but when he says those who lose their life will gain their life, I've experienced that. And that's, what's cool. Like I can say like, Oh my gosh, that that's alive in my life. Yeah. You know? And would you say it's worth it? Yes. (laughs) It's hard as crap, but it's worth it. Like, but yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because you get him. You get him and that's what it is. And, and then he gives you all the extra stuff, but you don't want that and you don't care. You just want him, you know? Yeah. So a hundred thousand percent. Is it worth it? So good. So if I'm listening and I, um, have walked through some sort of, or maybe I'm stuck in some sort of trauma or abuse, how do I like, where do I even start with that? How does that even begin? Well, when you say you're stuck and I want to make sure I'm speaking to the correct question, like art to the woman who's currently being abused. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or- either, either, or like for the listeners, if you've maybe gone through a season of abuse or maybe you're in it, whatever abuse that looks like and you, and like, cause we hear your story and we're like, yes, that's so good. But I know that often women can't place your success with God in their own lives. Right. So like, oh, that's not for me. Like. Yeah. What, how do I begin? How does that, what does that look like? Where does healing begin at? Healing begins with surrender. And for me, it took me to break. And that's why I'm so passionate about like sounding the alarm for women and saying like, don't wait until you break. Now for me, I give myself grace now. And I understand because denial is a protective measure. And I really do believe it's a gift from God. Um, And when we go through levels of trauma that the humans were never, his children were never supposed to go to that Satan inflicts on us. He, you know, it, it really 
breaks you and damages you. But God, the denial kept me alive. But what happened was when I broke, the denial lifted. Mm. And I literally, repression is the strongest form of denial. And so a woman who had, you know, my college roommate, let's just say this, you know, for an, as an example, in college, she saw that I had all the signs of someone that's being abused. And she asked me and I flipped out, ended up punching the wall. And I was like, how? No, like no way. You know, I had to lie to myself to survive. And so if you are the woman that's listening to this and, you know, you really don't know that you've been abused, but you've had flashbacks or you've had dreams or you've had feelings or one of the signs that you have and that you're in denial um, and give yourself grace. Like it's okay. If you're in denial is that you, you can't talk about it. You you can't hear about it when you like a news article, if someone starts talking about it, it's so overwhelmingly like I cannot go there. Um, and so that's one of the signs, but what I do with the women is I work with them to help dismantle denial. It's actually an anointing that I have on my life, which is super cool that I didn't know until I started speaking. And what ended up happening was I would just share my story. And then women would call me and say, I was abused and I didn't know, or women would come up, women would come up to the altar and say, now I have the memories. And the Lord said, yes, this is the anointing you know, that you have to unlock this, to help women unlock this. Because what if we don't do this work, if we don't allow him to go into the parts of our soul that have trauma, Satan has access into those places and he has strongholds. And then all of those, that clutter and junk, it holds us back. It keeps us stuck. It makes us look at a woman that is successful in Christ or in the world and say, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. That's a lie from the pit of hell, because he says that you were made on purpose for a purpose, that his plans are good and true, that he knows who you are before the foundation of the earth. That doesn't just say, oh, that's for Claire only, or that's for Sandy or Sally or who, like, no, you're a daughter of the most high God. And I looked around me in the church from even a little girl and being in a family where there was such dysfunction and abuse, yet they're claiming the name of Jesus. And I'm like, this, where's the disconnect? Yeah. He said, we're supposed to be victorious. We're supposed to be overcomers. And I don't like hypocrisy. So honesty is another thing that you have to just roll with. And it's the word of God, right? The truth sets you free. Jesus is the truth. He said, you know, those who worship the father is looking for those who worship in spirit and in truth. We have to be women of truth. And sometimes, no, 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 not sometimes, always it's ugly. It's so ugly. When I face the truth, not just what happened to me, but who I had become because of it, I was ugly. I was bitter, had nothing to do with what I looked like on the outside, right? That doesn't define us. That's not beauty. That when you, you feel ugly, on the inside when your heart is ugly and my heart was ugly and I had to do a deep spiritual decluttering through repentance. So yeah, repentance, the, it's like the naughty word in some Christian circles. We don't want to repent because that means we confess our garbage and we don't need it, which is so unbiblical and it's so wrong. We talk about repentance a lot here. (laughs) 
Can we like pull the carton back on this thing? I'm so over that false doctrine. I'm so sick of it. It it is such a lie from the pit of hell to keep us bound. The thing is, if the thing is like this, yes, our spirits saved. Yes, we, you know, we will be with Jesus. But guess what? I mean, he's showing me even deeper levels of this now. Again, we aren't going to have the freedom. We aren't going to have the victory. He says we're supposed to be doing greater things than him. And he also says the people that are casting out demons and healing the sick are going to say, Jesus, let me in. And he's saying, I don't know you. We're not even doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's become the celebrity Christian, the who's who, the like, it makes me sick. Like it's about the Lord and it's about dying to ourselves. And we do become alive. Satan lies to us thinking you'll have to give up. You'll have to give up. So we hold back because we don't want to give up. Our flesh doesn't, right? We know that in Romans 8, the, the, the battle is real between the flesh. But when you go to God and you're like, I don't want to do this, but I need your help. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be real and I'm going to align with honesty and I'm going to align with truth. He's like, oh, that's all I needed you to do was confess that. Now you're healed right now. I'll just take that so easily. It's so easy. It's so effortlessly. And what sin does is it separates us from God. So we want to be intimate. We want to be strong and we want his signs, powers, miracles, wonders to work through us. Well, we need to stay in a lifestyle of um, allowing the Holy spirit to highlight the areas of sin that we struggle with and be real about it. And that is, we have these religious mindsets of, well, I'm worship leading worship. And if, you know, they know that I'm struggling with this or I'm, you know, in the kids ministry. And if they know that I'm struggling with this, but like, like, so I just think being real before God and before others is everything. It's everything. And it also gives permission for women like, okay, if she can be real and like still take, be okay after that, then I can be real, you know? And it sucks that we need that, but we're all at different places with fear man and layers of that. And, you know, sometimes you just, you do, you're not at a place where you can share whether it's shame or embarrassment and you need another woman to go before you and say like, I struggle with this. Like, it's okay. Um, so I just think honesty is, is, is key. It's, it's key. And, and we need to get away from this church mindset, this religious mindset, you know? Yeah. Because I, that, I mean, honestly, that's one of the goals of the abundant women collective is that we're community and we're honest and we're real, but we're grounded in biblical truth. We're women that aren't afraid to stand and speak that truth and through our testimonies and that, you're right. When we see other women do it, it gives us permission and not just the, I, I think I said this last time, but like the Christine Kane, sorry, girl, but the big girls of the world who are like on these massive platforms, that's fantastic for them. And they are so great at what they do. However, the Lord is calling you and I to do the same thing in our communities and in our life. And we can't do that if we're stuck in bondage. And we can't do that if we still have parts of us that are not unlocked to the Holy spirit. Like he so many times, like my prayer is like, God, I don't even know, just clean house. And I envision it. Like, even when you were talking, I see like a vessel and like a pottery, for example. And if we hold that water, it's stagnant, it's gross, it festers, it will make us physically ill. But if we allow the Lord to clean up the house, clean up the vessel, poke the hole so that when he pours into us, it flows out of us, 
then we can affect our communities. We can affect other women. We can like, there's no woman who listens to this podcast that I don't want them to ever think that that's for Claire. That's for Sam. That's for Susie. Like this is for you. If you are a woman living and breathing today, then your job is not done yet. We have more work to do. And it's not just for the few people who get to be million dollar stage people. It's for you and I. Yes. That's I, I love it. It's funny because I just spoke in Texas a couple, I guess it's been September now. And I, you know, spoke Friday and then the next day, Saturday, God wrecked me. And I was telling the women, like, I don't, when there's a call for repentance, I don't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't miss it. Like, Oh, they're, what are they going to think about me? I just was the speaker and on the stage yesterday. And no, when Jesus says it's time to repent, I'm going to repent. And that's how you stay humble and stay at his feet and know that you at staying humble as a leader and not letting the platforms take over, right? Like yeah. it's fearing him. It's, it's knowing that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I do want to say really quick, I don't know how we are on time, but the reconstructed woman, like what you were saying essentially is just a a, a way to say a different way to say the gospel and allowing the transformation process that the gospel does. Right. And that is the whole key. When I had a dream about five years into my healing and I walked into this, open this door and there was this room with oil and a computer and my husband. And then I shut that door. I walked into another room and it was a huge stage and almost like an amphitheater. They were plugging the stages in and another one, there was another stage and I had not been speaking yet. I had not even had a goal to speak or a dream or want to, or anything other than, you know, that flashback, that vision before five years before then I walked to the door and this lady came to the door and she was like, had this eighties haircut and I was born in the eighties and she had all this furniture stuck. It was like an episode of the hoarders in, in the room. I woke up and I said, Holy spirit, what was that dream? And he said, those are the rooms in your soul. I said, what, who was that lady? Is it a demon? And then he was like, no, like that's the part of you that's been through so much trauma that you don't want to deal with. There's ancestral sin in there that needs to be cleaned out. There's generational sin. There's sin that's been done to you. But look at the other rooms, daughter. Those are rooms that you've allowed me through repentance, through surrender, through honesty, through obedience to invite me in and look what I've done. I've put your destiny in there. Those are your destiny. Your marriage is anointed for a marriage ministry, you're anointed for a speaking as a speaker. And I'm like, well, let's get the other room clean then. What's <laughs> the other room? You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's these, these blessings in obedience and, and it is, that is the process. It, the enemy wants to t- us to tell us that, you know, well, we will have lack and it will be scary. And he brings fear and all that lies, bull crap, BS. Like, no, no, it's just, it's crap. It's just crap lies. Nope. Because I know that Bible says that I get to have abundantly more, immeasurably more that he has more than we can even ask or imagine. So all this junk that we're holding onto releasing it allows him to move even more in, in us. We just need a yes. Like he just needs a yes and a step forward. And and it's so much better than anything we could have done on our own, but yet we can't see that part. (laughs) I know. It's, it's so true. And and I'm really on a mission with the reconstructed woman to, to like 
sound the alarm for women. Like it is possible to have a beautiful life. That is, he said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. So whenever we're feeling like things are, you know, off, what, what is it? Mm -hmm. It's an invitation to say, what do I, what's the deeper work? I always say this and I've, you know, I'm having somebody make this shirt. We do not arrive until Jesus arrives. We do not arrive. And if we can all keep that as daughters of God, especially as we grow in our platforms, our ministries, our businesses in the forefront, like you have to stay humble mm-hmm. and, and always do more work because we go from glory to glory and, and there's grace and grace and grace and, and we all and upon grace and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Okay. So what does, you mentioned a beautiful life. What does that look like or what does it mean? I feel like a beautiful life is freedom. Ultimately, it's knowing Jesus and having Jesus in as many rooms of you in your soul as possible. Mm -hmm. But it manifests, and I don't really love that word. It's kind of like a new age word, but (laughs) but, you know, I'm not a new ager. But the thing is, is you know, it shows up in your marriage. It shows up in your motherhood. It shows up in how you treat the world. It shows up in how you love. And it also shows up in abundant blessings that you never thought were going to be possible. It doesn't mean that you don't go through seasons of suffering. It doesn't mean because all through the word, he talks about the suffering, but what does the suffering do? The refining process, like he says in Revelation, I counsel you to buy gold from me, to sit at the refiner's feet and let him. So those seasons of suffering and trials and hardships that we walk through allow the the, the ugly things in our heart to come out. And, and I, I don't, I'm not religious. So I'll say this on a stage. I may never get asked back, but like if whenever I'm dropping a cuss word, I have to go back into my heart and say, what's there? Oh, there's something there. Cause I typically don't cuss, but if something comes out where it's like the F bomb, <laughs> we have a deeper work to do and not, Oh, I'm like, we got to get away from the religious mindsets and be real that we're sinners saved by grace and that we sin. And we have areas in our heart that need to be purified, you know? And so that's just an example, one example, um, you know, you're known by your fruit. So we can look at the fruit of our life and say, like, if we're in seasons of sin, you know, obviously we have work to do, but also there's pain in our heart that we don't deal with and we move on and we, we, we avoid, you know, and that comes out when things are stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love it. This is so good. You're coming back on, by the way, I've decided. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So I want, this is so much goodness and I hope our girls are um, taking notes, but I want to give us three practical tips. I want them to walk away with encouragement, but also equipment. So what, um, three practical tips do you have for us for this today? Practical is a hard word for me because I'm a scuba diver. So I'm like looking at my notes and I'm going, Ooh, that's not like, it's not exactly practical. I'll give you three words that you can take to the Holy spirit. And then I'll try to make it practical. You're good. No, that's perfect. Um, I want honesty, fear of the Lord and humility. Um, 
take those, you know, if you're taking notes, take those down and then go back to the Lord and say like, okay, this is practical. Just, you know, a, a question, ask the Holy spirit. Um, am I operating out of an honest heart? You know, what, what does that even mean? Teach me more about this, this honesty thing. Um, and fear of the Lord, teach me about the fear of the Lord. And do I really fear you? Mm-hmm. And where could I grow in that? Cause there's layers and layers of really each concept. Um, and then humility would be the third of like, what does that mean? Um, how do I get to be humble? And, um, I, I really believe that Matthew five where he says a broken spirit a, a poor spirit, the contrite spirit, um, is, is the beginning of that. Um, it's coming to realize that you are a sinner, not just cause you were told since Sunday school that, you know, that you suck without Jesus. Yeah. When you're not leading by the spirit, your flesh is going to your flesh is going to lead and you need him. It's this utter desperation of needing him because he's the beautiful one and you're just not beautiful without him. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so, um, just asking him to teach you, to teach you more of that. And then obviously practical, stay in the word, stay in the community with biblically backed grounded women who aren't afraid to be bold. Um, and learn from them and worship. Worship is just like every time I'm off, it's like a worship, 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 worship and pray in the spirit. Okay. We could, that's not great. That's like seven, but I just like, I love it. You know, I just like, I'll feed you. I'll feed you a lot. <laughs> so good. Okay. Before we end our time together for this episode, I have rapid fire questions, which I did not tell you about. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) They're super easy though, but Holy spirit, help me. Yeah. (laughs) I promise they're easy. Okay. So the first one is your favorite scripture. Mm, What the enemy sent for harm. Genesis 50, 20. Uh, God will turn around and paraphrasing it um, for the good, for the saving of many lives. Love it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine why. Hello. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what is your favorite coffee? Or now I've had to edit and say coffee or tea or warm drink. Um, I love just regular coffee with cream, but I love like when I treat myself, it's, it's always got to have that like really fluffy topping, like any type of latte or foam or sweet foam, like yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is something in your life that you are loving right now? Florida and palm trees. I, I I just love it from my window because I'm like working crazy, crazy hours, but I, God will bless you women. When you obey and you surrender, you may feel like you lose for a season, but then you gain. And, um, it just makes me cry because I love Florida and he knew he gave me the desires of my heart and I'm loving the, the sun and the palm trees. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. I have a seat on my couch because California doesn't look like Tennessee and we have actual <laughs> fall here. And so there's a seat on my couch that I stare out their window every day. And right now it's fall. And so I literally watch these beautiful orange and yellow trees just drop. And I'm like, God, you're so good. Like, it's yes. so beautiful. 
Yes. I do miss the fall. <laughs> so they don't have um, palm trees in Maryland. Is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> All right, Claire, it has been honestly an amazing time. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your encouragement, just all the words you have spoken over us today. Um, Ladies, if you are interested in the reconstructed woman, then go to www.clairedavy.com. Also, when her book comes out, we will be sharing it and promoting it because heck yes. And also be sure to, um, go on Instagram, go on Facebook and find her and say hi and connect with her and follow her so that we can grow the community of God fearing kingdom women together. Thanks for coming, Claire. Thank you for having me. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.